offering as I begin this message. From James chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. And then a passage from Philippians chapter 4 that we've read several times in the last weeks. Do not be anxious about anything. We should almost have this memorized by now. We haven't learned it yet, but we should have it memorized by now. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. May the Lord add blessing and understanding to the reading of his word today. I would like us to consider today the concept of prayer with purpose. Prayer is communication with our Heavenly Father. It is the lifeline of the believer, the link to our Creator. It is, it is our way of fellowship and communion with God. And it is the absolutely essential activity of the spiritual person. Therefore, I believe it is altogether appropriate, fitting, and necessary that we approach our prayer life very intentionally. Intentionally being the opposite of randomly or haphazardly, or casually. When we pray specifically and expect to hear from the Father, we are praying purposeful prayers. The word purpose can be looked at in two different ways. There is purpose that connotates meaning or the reason for our existence. And then there is purpose 
that is intent, the reason for action. Purposeful prayer should have both meaning and intent. Purposeful prayer should have both meaning and intent. Max Lucado says, our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers make a difference. One aspect of praying with purpose is agreement with God. Praying with purpose is praying for God to fulfill what he has already started. Since God's work is always at motion, and in motion in our lives, our best praying will be part of an ongoing story. A part of what God is already doing in our lives and in our surroundings. Instead of using prayer as a quick fix procedure that will supposedly get results if performed correctly, your prayer becomes a way of collaborating with God, partnering with God. I want to talk this morning about a few principles that should guide us as we add intentionality and purpose to our prayer lives. We sang earlier, even when we don't see it, when we don't know it, we don't sense it, he's working. The first thing I'd like to consider regarding intentional prayer this morning is that we should prepare to pray. We should prepare to pray. Romans 8, 26, Paul writes this. In the same way, the Spirit helps us, say helps us, helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. We should prepare to pray. Paul tells us that we don't know what to pray for. <laughs> Truer words were never spoke, amen? So we need help. I submit to you, we need help in preparing to pray. We need to hear from the Spirit of God who dwells within as we go to prayer. I think that asking God to help you by His Spirit is a surefire way to step into intentional, purposeful prayer. The simple act and words of 
God, by your Holy Spirit, help me to pray. That sounds so simplistic. And yet he just told us through that scripture that we don't know how to pray, but he's here to help us. Amen. <laughs> Prepare to pray. Elizabeth Elliot says prayer lays hold of God's plan and becomes the link between his will and its accomplishment on earth. Listen to that. Prayer is the link between God's will and that will being accomplished on the earth. Amazing things happen. And we're given the privilege of being the channels of the Holy Spirit's prayer. As we prepare to pray, we must step into prayer in faith. Say faith. Hebrews 11.6 And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him, say comes to Him, preparing to pray, anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who casually seek Him. Somebody say no. Our, listen, we got to stop casual prayer. Yeah. Earnestly. Without faith, it's impossible. And with faith, we have the, yes, all things are possible, and we have the opportunity to approach God earnestly in our prayers. I want to make a statement that if you don't hear anything else today, hear this. Step out in faith as you step into prayer. Step out in faith as you step into prayer. Now, I could preach about another 45 minutes on the word faith, but at its simplest, faith is the knowledge that God is going to do what God says he's going to do. Believe in God. Step out in faith as you step into prayer. Exercise your faith. Listen, exercise your faith as a citizen of the kingdom. Walk into prayer time with joy and with faith instead of obligation and dread. Did you hear that? Without faith, it is impossible to please God, and you must have faith as you earnestly seek Him. Faith is the conviction that God is always up to something good. You ever know anybody who's always up to something? <laughs> Not necessarily always good. God is always up to something good. And our faith is what equips us to believe that. So if you want to pray with faith, I would suggest filling your mind with the goodness of God.
and the great truths of his word. I want you to look at this verse in Proverbs. We're still under the heading of prepare to pray. We haven't even gotten there yet. Look at this verse in Proverbs chapter 19. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevail. We have our purposes, don't we? We have our, say, agenda. Agenda, we have our agenda. We have our thing that we want to bring to him. And we have our plans. Some of us more than others. Many are the plans of a person's heart. But it is the Lord's purpose. It is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Wisdom from Proverbs. Secondly, this morning, I want to suggest that we need to pray intentionally and specifically. Intentionally and specifically. Look at James chapter 1, beginning in verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, raise your hands. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should what? Ask God. Who gives generously to all without finding fault. I'm going to stop there for a second. If you lack wisdom, you may be going to God saying, don't. Don't ding me for this, but I'm not so smart here. I don't know which way to go here. Expecting to get wham. Huh? But what's it say? Gives generously without what? Finding fault. Go to your boss. Go to your boss and say, you know, I'm not so sure I know what I'm doing here. The boss is going to find fault. Huh? God's not going to. Your loving God, your loving Heavenly Father, when you approach Him and say, I don't know where to turn here, I don't have wisdom here, I don't understand this circumstance, I don't know where to turn in this situation, God's not going to find fault. He's going to give wisdom. Hallelujah. But when you ask, verse 6, you must believe and not doubt. We read this earlier, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Your intentional, faith-believing prayer presented to God will take you out, listen, will take you out of that category of being blown here and blown there by the anybody been walking in the wind today <laughs> last night took the puppy dog out I thought I was gonna get blown into the next yard see the person the person who comes to God in 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 some form of prayer but has doubt isn't gonna get anything done is what this says amen not going to get anything done. In fact, verse 8 says, such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. 
Here's where double-minded comes in right here. On one hand, you're coming to God. On another hand, you don't believe him anyway. You doubt. On one hand, you're, you're going through the motions of prayer. You may look spiritual. You may even sound spiritual and pray a lovely prayer. But this says, if you're doubting, if you don't believe anyway, don't bother. Look at Philippians 4, this verse that we've read over and over again. Don't be anxious, but in everything. Say everything. In everything. I said, pray specifically and intentionally. And some of that everything needs to be prayed about specifically. Some of your everything here, some of your every situation here needs to be brought to God in faith believing specifically, God, I have this circumstance, I have this situation, I have this lack of knowledge, I need you to intervene here. Pray specifically and intentionally in faith believing. Look how Paul prayed, friends. There's a couple of verses in Colossians that I just love. And I want to remind you that the Apostle Paul was, was the missionary. And he was the evangelist. And he was the pastor. And he was the church planter. And he was the mentor. And he, and he, he functioned in all of these ways. But in this case, he's writing back to the church that he founded in Colossae. He's writing to the Colossians. And he says this, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we haven't stopped praying for you. Look how Paul prayed. Look how Paul prayed for the churches in his circle of influence. Look how he prayed. He prayed, you know what? Ever since the day I heard your name, I haven't stopped praying for you. Not only that, but here's the specifics of how I have been praying for you. I want you to know how I have been praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and the understanding that the Spirit gives. That, friends, is intentional, specific prayer. Look at verse 10. The prayer has purpose so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of the Lord. This is Paul's specific and intentional prayer toward the people of the Colossians. Verse 11, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. Verse 12, giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance 
of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Friends, I'm about to blow your prayer life up. Pray more for spiritual needs than physical needs. I can't find a place and admittedly I haven't researched thoroughly where Paul is praying more for physical needs than he is for spiritual needs. Paul's specific prayers for the church at Colossae is spiritual strengthening and wisdom for the people. That's what was on the the, the the front of Paul's thinking as he prayed intentionally and specifically. Now admittedly, we're burdened. We have many needs for folks these days. We're going to continue to pray for folks that have issues. But what if? What if we started to pray that, that, that people would grow in the knowledge and the strength of the Lord spiritually. What if we started to pray that way? What if we started to pray for Faith Christian Fellowship that we would bear fruit in every good work and we would grow in the knowledge of God. What if we started to pray that way? What if we started giving joyful thanks to the Father who has, listened? I love this passage, who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of his holy kingdom. What if we started praying kingdom prayers? specific and intentional kingdom prayers. And then there's this little prayer that Jabez prayed. You remember Jabez from First Chronicles? David Wilkerson wrote a pretty good book called The Prayer of Jabez. And it revolutionized people's prayer lives. Revolutionized. The verse is 1 Chronicles 4.10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And it says, And God granted his request. Now I just said to you, what if we prayed spiritual prayers rather than physical prayers? Jabez wrapped them both here. 
When Jabez prayed to enlarge his territory, it teaches us to enlarge our spiritual Christian territory. And how do we do that? We do that by winning folks to Christ. Enlarge my territory. You want to have some quality territory? Some quality territory, some good territory? And plant yourself among a group of believers in the Lord. That's what we've done. In that, you're you're the you're our territory. Say I'm territory. I'm territory. I'm God's territory. You've you've planted yourself in a field that is God's territory among God's people, and God's blessing resides there. God's blessing resides. It's okay to ask God to bless you. But I'm pretty impressed at the prayer life of Paul. And as a pastor, as an evangelist, as a mentor, Paul prayed for the spiritual growth of those that he had influenced. Number three, pray confidently. <laughs> pray confidently. 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Could you do with any of that? This is good. And pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all people. This now has been witnessed to at the proper time. Why can you pray in confidence? Because the great high priest the mediator Jesus has come and he sits at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for you, you can move into prayer with confidence. With confidence. I have a heart surgeon with confidence. Dr. Gerald Frizzell is confident almost to the point of cocky. He says, I'm going to fix you and you're going to feel better. Confidence. Y'all love confidence in your doctor? Yeah, yeah. Rather than, you know, I, we'll give it a shot, but I'm not so sure. <laughs> Friend, you can approach your heavenly Father with confidence. I love that. This last sentence here kind of got me thinking. It was almost flyover territory, Steve, this last sentence. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. Anybody seen a result of your prayers? Anybody watched God move as you prayed? Anybody's lives been changed 
yours as you approach the Lord in prayer? This has been witnessed to at the proper time. What has been witnessed to? The effectiveness of prayer. The effectiveness of prayer. The, 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 the confidence we can have in prayer because the great mediator, the great high priest is in place for you and for me. Look at Psalm 107. Before they had the great mediator, Jesus, the psalmist said this, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he brought them out. <laughs> See it? They cried out. He answered. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm and he guided them to their desired haven. The psalmist understood praying with confidence, approaching God knowing, knowing, knowing that he will answer. Pray with confidence. Number four, pray expectantly. Pray expectantly. Jesus taught us that we can pray expectantly. Expectantly. Didn't he? John 14, 13. How about this? And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. All of you have a question mark in the back of your head right now. Look at Matthew 21, 22. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Jesus taught us to pray expectantly. Mark eleven twenty four. if you're not convinced yet. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You all have a question mark in the back of your mind. I want to submit to you that if you do step one and you prepare to pray and you pray specifically and intentionally in faith knowing God, knowing the mediator and you pray with confidence that when you come to this step number four you can pray expectantly. Why? Why? Listen to me. Listen to me. Because you have become aligned with the Father. If you're not, then you will be like that man that we talked about who's blown to and from and built his house on the sand instead of the rock and is blown here by the waves and the winds. You 
can pray with confidence, and then you can expect God to answer if, if you are aligned with him in your life. God's teaching us here. So as we pray, let us not undermine the very nature of prayer by lacking purpose. When we ask, it should be intentional. And when we say we believe, we better believe. After all, we don't want to insult the Lord by half-heartedly requesting something that we really don't expect to get in the first place. I don't want to shoot him some prayer that, that I'm going, eh, it ain't going to happen, but I'll, I'll shoot it up there anyway. That's not alignment with him, friend. That's, that's not... That's not listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit praying in your life. It's the opposite of that. It's what we talked about early on today. Casual, haphazard, toss a dart at the wall kind of prayer. You heard about the guy whose uh, wife bought him, a, bought him a gift I don't know if it was for an anniversary or their birthday. It might have been his birthday. And, and the gift was a, uh, a world map. And they hung it on the wall in the kitchen. And then she handed him a dart and said, throw the dart at the map. Wherever it lands, we're going there on vacation. He spent his vacation looking for the dart behind the refrigerator. Huh? Don't go to prayer shooting a dart at the wall to see what happens. Throwing the spaghetti at the wall. Any of you throw spaghetti at the wall to see if it's going to stick? Throwing spaghetti at the wall to see if it's going to stick? Don't go to prayer that way. Stop casual prayer. It doesn't get you anywhere. It's a waste of time. Just go to work. Stay in bed. Instead, what if, we, what if we prepare to pray? What if we pray intentionally and specifically, led by the Holy Spirit? What if we pray with confidence? What if we pray with expectation? When you pray, let your requests be made known to God. And our prayer life is to be continual and never-ending. It's to be a constant thought in your mind is, am I communicating with God? Number five, pray with open ears, mind, and heart. Because prayer is not a one-way communication, it is a two-way communication. Just as, God wants to, just as God wants to speak with you in your prayer life by his spirit within, he wants to speak to you and guide you and lead you and grow you. Just like Paul prayed for the Colossians. Did you see that? That they might, that they might grow in knowledge, that they might grow in spiritual strength, that they might be rooted in the word of God. The best way to add more purpose, more intent, and more meaning to your prayers 
is to start praying. And pray the best you know how to right now and keep on praying. The Bible says God rewards those who diligently seek him. He intends for your prayer to be for your good and for the good of the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. You can pray a big, wide prayer. You know, some of you, some of you always thought, you know, I should, be a, I should be a CEO of a company. I should have influence over an entire big company of a thousand employees and sit in a corner office. When you pray, you have that opportunity for influence in the kingdom of God. God said, I'll listen to your prayer. Pray big prayers, friends. Pray big, intentional prayers. What, what if we started to pray a Colossians kind of prayer about Faith Christian Fellowship? D.A. Carson, in his book, A Call to Spiritual Reformation, writes, we don't drift into spiritual life. We don't accidentally find ourselves in disciplined prayer. We do not grow in prayer unless we plan to pray. That means we must set aside time to do nothing but pray. What we actually do reflects our highest priorities in our lives. That means that we can proclaim our commitment to prayer until the cows come home, but unless we actually pray, our actions disown our words. R.C. Sproul, the great theologian, says this. Prayer does change things, all kinds of things, but the most important thing that prayer changes is us. As we engage in this communion with God more deeply and come to know the one with whom we are speaking more intimately, that growing knowledge of God reveals to us all the more brilliantly who we are and our need to change and conform to him. Prayer changes us profoundly. Can we stop approaching prayer like throwing a dart at a world map? Can we stop prayer just because it's a routine and we feel like we should do it? Can we start to storm the gates of heaven as citizens with all the rights and privileges thereof? Can we prepare to pray? Can we pray specifically and intentionally? Can we pray confidently? Will you pray with expectation? And will you, are you willing to pray with open ears and minds and hearts?